Welcome to episode 16? Episode 12 billion and one. <laughs> Just kidding. We're not anywhere near that. <laughs> we're not even close. <laughs> uh, we're, we're coming up on 20 episodes, which I think uh, is a, a good milestone. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with us. Impressed, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and we record almost every week. You know, there's some weeks vacations and stuff like that. We can't, but like almost every week. Like mm -hmm. I'm very proud of us. But we've still consistently had enough episodes to put one out every week. So mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. And we're having our first guest coming up. So I know. I'm very excited. <laughs> I know. That's literally next up. Next up. We're gonna because obviously as much as we know that you guys love feeling like you're chatting with us, um, just to like add some new conversation, add some new expertise, more stuff. We're going to pepper and guess. Yeah, because there's obviously all these niches and things that we have no experience with. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. we want to bring in people that will help you guys because I know there's obviously a wide range of topics that you guys are probably interested in. I also, so after our guest, I'm not going to spill the beans who it is. Um, I do think that we should have someone on to talk about working with kids because I feel like that's a question I get all the time and, you know, don't work with kids. Yeah, not, I, I think that would be good too. Yeah. <laughs> because, we'll yeah, that, that is not neither of, us, yeah. of our <laughs> expertise. We don't have kids. I don't even have like nieces or nephews, Same. anything like that. So, yeah. I agree. So like, we'll get into that because eventually, right? Like we'll find a guest that we mm -hmm. think is great for it because a lot of people that ask if I work with kids and I'm like, no. And even I was talking to uh, like family members the other day and they were like, you really should work with kids. Like I have some people I could refer to you. And I was like, I love that. I appreciate it, but I do mm -hmm. not feel comfortable experimenting on other people's children. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, and I feel like when you get too far out of your what is your niche zone, then it's just like too much and you don't end up attracting the clients that are right for you. If you Very just true. start going off and like taking everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, the, yeah, because every time I'll get people asking about random stuff and I'm like, I could likely help you, but like, this is not where my bread and butter is, but mm -hmm. we got colleagues, we got resources, like I can get the gist, but it's very different. Yeah. There's so many people that work with kids that like we can find somebody to refer you to and they exactly. are usually moms, you know, that have experience with their own kids or they worked in some type of pediatric setting. So they have much more experience than me, a almost 28 year old that has didn't even have younger siblings. So there we go. <laughs> We're both the same. So I'm like, yeah. nope, no younger siblings, no nieces or nephews. We're in our late 20s. Uh, we're not the people. Yeah. <laughs> not at this phase in our life, right? I'm definitely not saying a never because when I have kids, maybe I'll get drawn to like help other people's kids. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, not right now. Yeah. I think I've told you before, like, I feel like my practice will evolve when and if I have children into maybe like more of like a fertility hormones yeah. and 
pregnancy and stuff like that. But that will be after I have my own experience exactly. with it. Yeah, because and I mean, you there you can absolutely help people heal even without having experience yourself. Mm-hmm. But where I've always learned the most is in my own journey. Yeah, definitely. And then like, yeah, you learn a lot from every single client you take on. But I feel like I see a little bit of me in everyone I work with. Yep. Usually it's the recovering type A uh, part of them and me. You type A never. No, not me. (laughs) No, I, that's why like most people that are drawn to me are people that want to go do like be more, all that stuff. And like, we got to relax more. We got to de-stress. And I was very resistant to it too. So like totally get it. Yep. But that's where a lot of people resonate with me. Mm -hmm. We get it. (laughs) <laughs> and that's what you want is the clients that are going to resonate with you. Yeah. So. Ooh, there's so much to go here. I want to, before we move forward with the conversation, if anyone listening to this, like is a health practitioner, I want to talk about imposter syndrome for a second because, Ooh, boy, does that hit. <laughs> um, just cause you were saying like whoever res like you want the people that resonate with you. Mm-hmm. And I think this value in, why you draw the clients you do and why imposter syndrome hits like why can't i be like them blah 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 blah. like the reason you're you're never going to be like them you need to be the best version of you stop looking externally and the reason people are drawn to you is because of you and because of your tone of voice and because of your story and that's why i wanted to just throw that in there because i was like that just hit me i mean i see i experience that all the time with myself and it's mostly comes down to like seeing things on social media yeah. And all this stuff. And I see this person, like they have this certification and Reed and I have had this conversation like a million times. And he's always like, he's really good at bringing me back down to earth because he's always like, okay, but, but what do you know? Like, cause I see all these people in there, like they have this certification and this certification. And I'm like, well, I need that to, to do what they're doing and like to yeah. be better. And then he's like, okay, but what do you know now? And then there's those people out there that don't know anything, but they want to be where you're at now. So you need to be attracting those people. Yeah. And like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to continue education, right? And get more certifications. And I feel like we get sucked into that, especially like in being a practitioner. We were talking about this actually before we hit record, which is why it's hilarious. (laughs) Um, But it's coming from a place of being like, Oh, I can improve my practice and not from a place of, I don't know enough, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, that's the place that it should energy. be coming from. Yes. That's, yeah. that's where it's going to be the most empowered. And that's where you're going to get the most out of it. That's what I meant. But cause like mm-hmm. it should be coming from an empowered energy more than coming from like a whack. Like I don't know enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was that way and I see a lot of people where they're just afraid to start because they think that they don't know enough and they're like, well, I need that next certification. I need that whatever level of education that it is before I can start. There's always going to be something Something. more that you could Mm -hmm. do, but there's people out there that don't know anything and they just want somebody to start with them where they're at. And I guarantee that you know enough to start with someone. A hundred percent. I, fully fully agree i got like two health coaching certifications before i actually even helped anyone like i just never felt like i knew enough to help anyone and it was Mm -hmm. also because the reason i felt like i didn't know enough was because i was still struggling with my health right and i was like how can i help anyone if i still am not able to help myself 
And I just need to like tell everyone, like every single health practitioner is still dealing with something. That's mm-hmm. it, your health's never perfect. Exactly. You, you heal a bunch of things and then a little, you get a little knocked on your butt. And then like, it's always a journey. And especially as a health practitioner, I find that when things happen in my life, it's because my clients are going through those things and they need perspective on it. And I'm like, wow, thank you. I loved that. That's what I wanted. You're right. You're totally right. But like you said, start before you're ready. Like, just go for it. Because at least personally, like I... I'm usually very good at getting started at things before I'm ready. I jump in things without really even thinking about the investment, time, money, whatever. But the one thing I held off on was actually marketing my services and feeling like like I could help people because I was not perfect in my health yet. Mm -hmm. But like I said, you're never going to be perfect in your health. I'm like, and like you said, you can help someone where they're at. Like, and I tell what, if anyone slides my DMs, if you're an IHP, feel free to DM me. And they're like, oh, how to do? I'm like, help someone with their diet, help someone with their lifestyle. There are plenty of people that need help with things like that. That's just the truth. Like just starting on the foundational level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't need to be able to help them with blood work and muscle testing and all these things. Like there are simply people that, like you said, just need the basic guidance. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there that just do that, that don't continue down the rabbit hole like we did. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's mm-hmm. a space for all of us because there are people that want less commitment just diet and foundational level and mm-hmm. then there are people that want the deeper healing yeah. that we provide mm-hmm. and like let's be real the people that are sitting there thinking i don't know enough you do know enough that's just the truth if you didn't know enough you would be like one of those idiots out there that just like there's so many people doing worse things out there. There's so many people <laughs> that market shitty programs, shitty supplements, things like that. And they have all the confidence in the world, right? Take on mm-hmm. that person's confidence. Yeah. And they sell the crap out of those too. Because and they make a shit ton people of money. believe in them because, because they're they confident about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, no, just like fake it till you make it. Fake the confidence. You'll get there little by mm-hmm. little, right? You're like growing that confidence muscle. Mm-hmm. And every time I say this, this is me telling it to myself too, because I am constant. I constantly have imposter syndrome. Like I'll be super confident and then I'll see something and I'll be like, but I can't do that. But But then I have to remember like, yeah, what I can do. And I can be like, well, I could do that if I wanted to. And think about what you have done too. Mm -hmm. A lot. Yeah. I know. And so I, like, I have a very love hate relationship with social media. Like I love it. Um, not all of my clients have found me through social media, a couple through referrals from like family members and friends, but most of my clients find me on social media. So like, love it because Mm -hmm. it's a free marketing tool. I've made great friends on it. (laughs) Um, just things like that. But, and I mean, I probably wouldn't have found some of the companies I did that truly changed my life, like Organo or Cellcor, but the imposter syndrome is so real on there, right? Like you see, it's such a highlight reel. You see everyone and you think they're living their best life and maybe they are, and maybe they're not. And it's so hard to not compare yourself to where someone else is when that's what we're exposed to all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just important to remember that for every highlight that somebody's sharing, there's probably 
like a low point too. Now, obviously not in everybody's life. It's not going to be equal We're low high everyone. parts, <laughs> but you know, every, everybody we're just human like everybody has low points in their life and you're probably most people are not going to put that on social media because like who wants to get on social media and cry about something like i'm not going to do that yeah so i think i've cried on social media but then deleted it multiple times (laughs) (laughs) i want yeah i want to be that raw and real but i don't know i I just i can't i i get on there and i will tell a lot of the like hey it's a highlight reel like every time that it happens in my life and every the time I compare myself to everyone else, mm-hmm. I feel the need to like put it out there like this shit's a highlight reel. I'm going through some fucking sorry, I curse a lot. I'm going through a lot of shit in my life, but that doesn't mean that there aren't highs in my life. That doesn't mean that I'm not happy with my day to day life, but I'm going through a bunch in my relationships in my friendships in my business. But I'm not going to show you guys that because this is a marketing tool for me and no one wants to see like, hey, I love my current clients, but there are certain business struggles I hit. Like, no, they don't want to see those, but I'll talk about the personal stuff because we all go through personal stuff. Mm-hmm. But like I said, other practitioners aren't sharing that. Like, hey, I'm having a little struggle in my business. No, one, like, no, they don't want to share that. Yeah. It doesn't draw people in. You don't want to work with someone that's like, oh, there are some things going on in my business. <laughs> like, I'm a one woman show. It's, it's a lot of growing pains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll onboard a, a VA one day. It's not the time for me right now, and I'm okay with that. I Sometimes it takes it takes more time up front to onboard someone, right, because you need to teach them all the systems and all that's going on. Yeah. Then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not what I want to do right now. Yeah. There's, there's not the time for that, but that's okay. One day we'll get there, and I know that. That'll be the first hire I get is a VA. But, like, yeah, when you're running your own business by yourself, like, yeah, there are struggles. Sometimes money mindset gets in the way. Ooh, I love diving into money mindset. I think we should have someone. Uh, is that fit? Does that? I don't care. I think we should have someone talk about money. I agree. I love. I am such a nerd about like finances, and I know you worked in finances like before um, being a health coach. But I am such a fan of like budgeting, and I just nerd out about all of that. So I would love to have somebody on. I want someone that that would talk about that and also talk about like the mindset with it, like all Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. People don't talk about money mindset enough and how it plays a role in literally every aspect of your life, of your relationships, how abundance versus lack is in everything. Yeah. And it plays a role in how much money you bring in and how much you believe that you are worthy of stuff like, ooh, Mm -hmm. I love money mindset. I love reading books about it. Yeah, I have a YouTube video that I listen to and it's literally just like abundance and wealth and like money affirmations and I'll just play it um, like before my period, I'll allow myself to do like 30 minute naps because that's my exercise is sleeping. If you guys listen to the hormone podcast, you know, mm-hmm. but I'll just put it on like in the background of my naps and I kid you not, mm-hmm. I always, always bring in like the most passive income. Like if I consistently do that, like listen to it for a week, just like subconsciously Ooh, YouTube, I will. It's like an hour and a half, but it, I mean, you don't have to listen to the whole yeah. thing. And sometimes I'll even just play it in my car. If I'm like driving to the grocery store or whatever, I kid you not. It, every time 
I consistently listen to it for four to five days. And I don't know if it's that or not. But oh, sure. <laughs> it's, oh, I, it's subconsciously, sure. it's ra- raising your brain levels and your brain is like affirming that while you're subconsciously hearing it. So it's like opening up that energy flow that you're being accepting of money coming in. Yeah. You have to be accepting of. And so here's what I love most about money mindset. You have to be accepting of other things coming into your life, right? Like you have to be open and willing and allowing and receiving and if you're closed off in other ways in your life money doesn't flow in either mm-hmm. yeah and i i also think it has it's a lot of learning like breaking free of stuff that you knew as a child and like mm-hmm. growing up because kids that come from money they don't have any problem being confident because they always had it and so like me, we were never poor. Like we had, like I had everything that I ever needed, but it's not like we were rich by any means either. And my parents were never like this, but there was like other family members that I was close to. And they were just like, even though they made a decent amount of money, they were always just like, we have to hold on to money. Like we never know like where the next money's coming from. We have to be stingy with it. And And think about that energy of, mm -hmm because money is energy that's just the truth currency is energy so if it wants to flow it wants to flow from one person to the next and if Mm -hmm. every time you receive money all you want to do is hold on to it it's not ready to give you more and more and more and more yeah and it was always that mindset of like well we can never buy new things and we can never you know like we have to just keep fixing what's broken Uh, because yeah shake that off i'm not into it sorry i mean i am a fan of you know like buying something used if it's like quality like i love thrifting and i love finding used things but there's a different mentality there there's a very different energy around it than just reusing the same broken thing over and over because you're scared to spend money on something new because you're scared that you won't get more money yeah like you can't make a purchase being afraid that that money won't come back to you Mm -hmm. money flows money's gonna flow in i like to support small businesses i like to support people that i believe in what they're doing because of that shit flows right back Mm -hmm. like yeah money is energy Mm -hmm. i'm also a big fan of tipping because i used to work tip jobs okay and anytime i would go out and like leave a really nice tip i would get twice that amount like back in tips almost like very consistently and so i'm always just like a very big fan of if you put that out there it'll come back yeah so if you run your own business you have this to look forward to that energy around money is you have to work on it if it's something that like i said if it's something that or like you were saying if your parents or family members or someone that was in your life had a negative money mindset because it probably imprinted on you right my parents didn't have a negative money mindset but my dad very much was always like you work hard and that's how you make more money. You have to always be working harder. And so mm-hmm. that was kind of imprinted in me. And so that's been taking some time to go through. And I had an extremely emotionally abusive ex-boyfriend in high school. He's not going to listen to this, so it doesn't even matter. Um, and he constantly, he wasn't poor, 
but he had a single mom and she did her best she could. So yeah, everything wasn't perfect all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had two parents and we were well off and they gave me what they could because they were proud of that. And he was so resentful of it. Everything was like, well, my dad paid for everything. And I was like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. that's how hateful you are towards someone with money. Like, and being with him for four years. I mean, we get it. It was a mistake on my part, but, (laughs) but that got imprinted on me, right? Like everything that's given to me maybe isn't deserved and like need to deserve it, need to work harder and all that. So like all of that's been shit. I'm I'm like, we broke up a billion years ago, but it's still working through that. I heard that all the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, shit, we have to work harder. Everything is always working harder and you earn it. And even when you earn it, it's not enough. Right. Yeah. That's not true. Yeah, I see that a lot from people. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very, I like never understood him and I still don't really get it, right? Because we also helped him out in many ways, just like emotionally, not even necessarily financially, but like how could you have that much resentment towards someone who was also trying to help you as much as possible? Like, I don't know. But I'm sure it has something to do person. with the age too. <laughs> like was just not that happy overall and it just got projected onto me because i was just super happy all the time (laughs) unhappy people don't like to see happy people it's true so true yeah they're like "Mm, gotta bring you back down with me sorry bud and i'm like what (laughs) we're having fun here we're 16. (laughs) Uh (laughs) let's just be honest 16 year old boys are not that uh emotionally mature anyway so (laughs) and we stayed together till we were 20. So it was a nice long relationship. So and he did not mature that much. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, my man's like just now maturing. So (laughs) (laughs) sorry, babe. Gets the most hate on this (laughs) podcast. He He likes the attention. He likes the attention. It's okay. (laughs) And like I said, I don't even think he's listened to the last five episodes. So it's fine. He's getting there slower, and then every time he's going to bring something up to you, you're going to be like, you're so far behind. Honestly, like, we've said so much more since then. Uh, he, t- I told him, uh, I think one of the last episodes where you were like, boom, roasting Reed, like, getting it in at the last minute, and I was like, you're going to have to go listen to the, the latest episode, and he's like, I feel like I need to be on the show to redeem myself. He should. We need to bring him on. Well, he said he wants to be on anyways. He does. We can bring him and Dan on. Yeah. But yeah. (laughs) Poor Reed does need to be here because he needs to be able to stand up for himself. Mm -hmm. It's okay, guys. I really promise I do love him. And he's like the most supportive guy. So yeah, I mean, I fully understand. We just that that is our relationship is like, that was the foundation of our relationship was just giving each other shit. And that's literally how we became best friends. It was like working together and we were just constantly because we're both very sarcastic and we do very sarcastic humor. And so that's just that was the foundation of our whole relationship was just like back and forth, back and forth. And he said that I was like the only person that he'd ever met that he did not have a response sometimes. And so he was like, I think that's why I fell in love with you. And you're like, cute. I love that. Thanks, babe. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway. it was the same thing with us. We are both very sarcastic and we, all of it was all of the back and forth. And then at one point when we started dating, I was like, 
don't get me wrong i love the sarcasm but i think sometimes it makes it hurts my feelings now that we're dating <laughs> so i was like so, i can see that yeah so we just toned it back a little like we're still both very sarcastic to one another but it definitely got toned back once we started dating so i was like i don't want my feelings to be hurt 24 <laughs> 7. i know he gets upset well not upset but sometimes he's like you thought you used to think this was funny and i'm like like what you just said i'm like but okay but sometimes my feelings get hurt now there's there's a line and sometimes and when you're in a relationship with someone is when like sometimes you're like ooh, is that line getting a little bit more blurred yeah especially when you're living with them and you're together all the time like it's different if you're just friends i feel like and you're like hanging out and then you go to your separate thing yeah but and when you're just shooting the shit 24 7 everything's just a roast and you take none of it personally because none of it is exactly yeah i get it ours was the same we are still sarcastic but not as much because sometimes i'll be like you meant that didn't you and he's like of course not and i'm like <laughs> i i feel that you get it it's us women whatever we're just we're just emotional yeah whatever <laughs> that's I'm, how we I'm work i'm here for it I'm a very emotional person, always have been. Like people that say I haven't cried for like years, I do not resonate. Never have, never will. I think the longest I've gone without crying is like a legitimate month. And I was like, wow, how did I go a whole month without crying? Like I cry mm-hmm. all the time. Crying is good for you. I'm a full believer that crying is good for you. Me too. And if you want to know, like just a little hormone note here, because you always get more emotional like before your period like i will watch a video of an animal and (laughs) ball but crying releases estrogen so if you're more estrogen dominant you're probably going to want to cry more but it's not a bad thing because it's releasing all of those hormones i'm also a firm believer in crying because like we talk about like emotions can get stuck in the body we talked Mm -hmm. about releasing emotions for helping you heal like i've never had a problem releasing my emotions and I still had a bunch of emotional trauma right so like Mm -hmm. I think that it's a you don't want it to get stuck you want to move through things and sometimes it takes more time but also if like you're stopping yourself from crying all the time I'm not saying like there's plenty of times I've wanted to cry in public and I've stopped it right okay we get it but there's also plenty of times I cry in public I cry at the gym all the time and I legitimately couldn't tell you I think it's just (laughs) because Fun fact about me, if you see me at the edge and I'm crying on the rower, it's probably (laughs) because when I get to the gym, like I'm not distracted, right? I have a lot going on in my days, so I'm distracted, 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 and then I'm there and I'm just in here. And this head sometimes is a scary place to be. Depends on the day. I mean, I said earlier, I've been going through a lot in my life emotionally with my relationships and stuff. So yeah, sometimes you can address it on your daily basis. And then you go to the gym and you're by yourself and you're like, oh my God, all of that's going on. And then you cry. (laughs) I'll never judge someone crying at the gym because I realize how much I do now. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I try not to judge people anywhere really, because I have spent too much of my life, like people judging me. Mm. Or like feeling like they're judging me and I'm just like, I, I hate the way that feels. So I don't ever want to project that on anyone else. Agreed. I, yeah, I try and give people the benefit of the doubt, like literally nine times out of 10, Mm -hmm. trying not to judge because I'm like, you never know what someone's going through, right? Like when we think about when people are judged physically or anything, like what they look like or Mm -hmm. 
anything. I'm going to use the gym again, because it's just a really good example. When you see someone super skinny or overweight at the gym, right? You don't know what they're going through. You don't know if they have a thyroid condition. That's why they're overweight. You don't know if like me, I was bedridden for literally two months and getting to the gym was a huge step in the right direction for me. Right? Like, so never look at someone and think that, you know, their story. Mm -hmm. Judging just doesn't make the world a better place. Not even a little bit. No. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like preconceived notions always end up being wrong anyways. So it's like not even worth it. Mm-hmm. And then like, if you actually get to know that person, you have that preconceived notion in your head already. So it's very hard to change it once you get to know them. Yeah. Yeah. And it just like changes your, like it changes the way you interact with them up front before even knowing them. Like that ain't mm-hmm. cool. Yep. I don't know. I'm with you. Judgment free zone, like planet fitness, except I don't like, I don't like planet fitness. <laughs> Nah, I want a barbell. Sorry, I don't like plant fitness. I also, it's always packed all the time because of the price point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, me. ours is like full of high schoolers. And mm-hmm. so I'm just like, mm, no. Yeah. Yeah. Sweaty prepubescent boys is a weird place to be. There's like certain things I'm not, you know, not anti depending on the person. It's like, I don't like when people do gross PDA. And I'm like, I don't want to see anyone make out. I don't want to see myself make out. Like, I don't want to see, I don't want to smell your armpits. I don't want to smell my own armpits. Like, it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, no, all of it makes me uncomfortable. Maybe that's a personal issue. No, I just like personal space. Me too. That was the, that was my favorite part of the whole COVID thing. Me too. Sex distancing. <laughs> I was like, I can actually walk around the grocery store now without people being in my face. Yeah. I said that to someone who's like very anti the whole, and I am pretty against what happened last year, but they were like, how could you, you liked anything about it? I'm like, shut up. (laughs) I loved that people finally gave me the personal space I deserve. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, keep a, keep a little bubble around me. Don't be up my ass while we're waiting in line. Sometimes it still annoys me when people are at my ass when we wait in line for anything like at a grocery store or the other day I was at home goods and I was like, stay away from me. It doesn't make you get to the front faster. <laughs> I know. They're literally like, like breathing on your neck. I know. I'm like, I'm stop. Like... You're not going to get there any faster. You're literally not. You're still right behind me. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's rude. <laughs> I don't want people up in my grill. <laughs> nope. I, I'm a big fan of six feet away oh i agree that was like the best thing about it but it was even funnier i saw like an ad somewhere and i almost peed myself it was like how do you know what six feet is picture like a grown adult man laying on the ground and i was like why are we gonna like picture grown adult men laying on the ground <laughs> what if all the men i know were five eight it's not uh, the same uh, it was so bizarre <laughs> what a bizarre time we lived in we're still living in pretty bizarre times I mean, that's also totally fair. I can't, like, I low-key can't wait to tell my kids someday about the lockdowns and what a weird time it was. Like, what'd you do? Everyone was at home. Yep. No one in the stores. Nope. All of them were closed except for grocery stores for three months. (laughs) What'd you do? I don't know. Everyone was drunk all the time. Literally. All my friends, we happy houred every night. Like, like whatever Zoom happy hours, everyone was drunk all the time. (laughs) I don't even remember what I did. 
Like, I was also I, covered in a rash. I was not covered in a rash, but <laughs> I think I was I was just living my best life because I didn't have to go anywhere. I could stay home and yeah. I'm happiest at home, so I um desperately missed a gym personally. I don't so I my workout equipment was five pound kettlebells like a set and then 10 pound dumbbells and then resistance bands for like lower body and upper body and that was all i had mm-hmm. and that does not fit what i like to do so i was I not like- into gym at that point mm-hmm. like i got into the gym like i think february 2021 okay so like literally after yeah yeah i that was what i missed the most like once the gyms came back i didn't really care about the rest of it i liked being home and having excuses to not go places i agree with you it was pretty great when people weren't doing things (laughs) uh but yeah i missed a gym so hardcore i did pay for like workout classes because i needed like i lived worked slept ate all in the same living room kitchen bedroom three Mm -hmm. rooms and a bathroom So I very much had no motivation to do anything because you're just in the same place 24-7. So I like paid for workout classes like through, it was solid core at home, which I do. It's just, it was ended up being Pilates, which I loved actually. I didn't know I was going to like it that much, but because if I paid for it, I wasn't going to miss, you know? Yeah. Paying $10 a class, you're not going to skip a class. Mm -hmm. So it just kept me like actually, and I low-key needed it for my mental health at that point too because, you know. Yeah, I went on a lot of walks. We did too. We always went on walks, like on the weekends and like if we had time after work. But then it was wild because we lived across from a park and everyone was out walking. I was like, what are you people doing here? Did you even know this park existed? <laughs> I know. It changed the game for everyone. Mm-hmm. I, I think out. it was honestly beneficial for like a lot of people it was bad for a lot of people's mental health but the people that like took advantage of like being outside and going to a park i feel like that probably benefited them i will say it was a game changer for my health so prior to the co the lockdowns i was still very much type a go 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 didn't de-stress at all really uh just took on more and never took anything off my plate Mm -hmm. and then everything shut down and i didn't have anything else to do you know so it was really good for me to like actually slow down and actually like focus on just my health because i there was nothing else to focus on except Mm -hmm. i mean i could have said my job but like i didn't like that job anyways we all know (laughs) this i didn't like working in banking it was a means to an end, <laughs> but, and then I got like a full body rash, like right before it, like probably a month or two before the lockdown. So like that was beneficial to me because I was struggling with going into work, putting clothes on, like it was hurting. They were ripping back open. It was a bad time for me. And so I was able to like stay at home and actually physically heal them. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm, a, I know I'm still like relatively type a, but like, I promise you I was a whole different ass person before this. Like this is this is chill Courtney. <laughs> Believe it or not, this is a lot better than I used to be. I mean, I can see that. We used to be wake up at 5 every single day, 5 days out of the week, go work out, get home, shower, work, 
from work, go teach fitness classes, get home, eat your meal prepped meal, lather and repeat. Saturday was my only day of rest because Sunday was grocery shop meal prep for four hours. Mm-hmm. How did I live like that? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know because just thinking about it makes me tired. That's I we meal prepped before I forgot where we were going, like a weekend away, like camping or something. And so we meal prepped like lightly. It was like a one hour meal prep, three meals, whatever, or like two lunches, two breakfasts. I was t- so beat after that. I was like, how did I used to meal prep for like legitimately three to four hours? Meal prepping is a lot of work for sure. Like I'm sometimes I'll do like breakfast things or like lunch things, but that's like kind of my maximum and I'll do it for like three days. And then in the middle of the week, I'll make something else that I can do a little bit more. But yeah, it's exhausting if you do it. Yeah. And like, because food obviously doesn't last that long, my meal prep only lasted through Wednesday. So it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, full day, sometimes a lunch for Thursday. And then I'd have to do more food on either Wednesday or Thursday. Like, Mm -hmm. because I would prep breakfast, lunch, dinner. Yeah. Or breakfast, lunch, half of dinner. Mm hmm. I don't I still don't know. I actually, this is weird on that note. I got really good at it, obviously. Like I did it for extensive periods of time, but I have so many meal, healthy meal hacks, like best things, use all your gadgets, all that stuff. So I am creating an ebook about like helping people, like making healthy eating easy. I'm not telling you you need a meal prep for three hours a day, but like, or a week, but like if I could do it with the tight schedule I had, right? Like I promise you, you can fit pockets in to make it easier. So many people, their barrier to eating healthy is it's hard. It takes so much time, right? And it Mm -hmm. doesn't, you just have to know how to do it. And so I'm just going to teach people how to do it because I teach my class. I'm also going to just include it free for my clients. Like it's going to be a small paid ebook, probably like $9.99 or something, but I'm going to give it to my clients because I get all the same questions about that. And I'm like, oh boy, am I your girl to help healthy eating <laughs> be made easy? Mm-hmm. I wish yeah. I didn't spend all that time meal prepping. Think of all the hours I could have gotten back in my life. I did that for like three years. That's all. I mean, that's dedication. Definitely. I just, I mean, I like to eat the way I like to eat and there's no like even decent food around me. Mm -hmm. So it just was never like, I didn't have an option low key. Like the only thing that could have gotten cut out was my workouts, but that was low key for my sanity as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I was working like six days a week for like five to six months and I, I brought my lunch every single day and like by the end of that six months I'm just like so burnt out with (laughs) making and packing three meals a day that I just I can't oh I know I I couldn't do it I literally look back and I'm like I don't even remember that person Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean I do it like I did it out of necessity because like you said there's no there's no good food options if you want to get something and also I am, this comes back to the money thing too, but I'm like, why would I spend half of what I make in an hour or more on food? Like that just doesn't make sense to me every single day. Like if you add that up, like the people that eat out every day, I'm like, I could buy something so much more fun. I feel like (laughs) with that money. And so I'm just like, spend a 
an hour to making your lunches and yeah because like when you break it down when you meal prep like each meal depending on like quality of produce and quality of protein like i've found that like some of them can be like four dollars some of them can be even less right if you're not getting like organic meats four dollars it can be six dollars like you're not really usually getting meals for like four and six dollars yeah and they're not i mean if you are they're not good quality exactly that's why i'm like for i mean it was never about money for me it was just that i liked the way i ate and i didn't want any of that crap food sorry Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you never eat out. I did eat out sometimes, like on Fridays, randomly, like we would go eat out and I would get like a salad and a burger on top, which is my go-to meal. If we, if anyone's ever had lunch with me, you understand. <laughs> gluten and I don't get along and I'm okay with it. So like, it's tr- the easiest way to not get gluten is to eat a salad with a burger on top. Mm-hmm. I've ventured into other things and half the time, like when things are breaded, they don't say it on the menu and I'm like, everything is breaded (laughs) so many things it's so mean one time i literally got a piece of salmon at a restaurant it was like a salmon dish it got delivered to me literally breaded and i'm like why did it just say bread salmon i also thought that was weird but it didn't even say it on the menu so i was so mad because i was like wanted food i'm cranky (laughs) when i don't eat too so that doesn't help Yeah. yeah Um, so we didn't even get into what I wanted to talk about this podcast, but I feel like we're also like pretty much at, yeah, we're at a pretty good time limit. I know. I don't know if we want to really add that on. I mean, That's we why can I'm say laughing. that for another. <laughs> I told you we could rip off the cup. There's always so much to talk about. Okay. So if you want more randomness from <laughs> us, Courtney, where can the people find you? Uh, at the rooted in health, T H E rooted in health, Instagram, TikTok, my website. It's literally always all the random stuff. That's me. And M, what about you? At Emily Joy Wellness, Instagram, YouTube, website, all the places. And if you liked this episode, we would love it if you subscribed, left a rating, left a review. We read all the reviews. So we do. We love it when you leave us a review. If you have anybody that um because we mentioned we want to have somebody with like finances and stuff on if you have anybody that you know of that you think would be good for that let us know yeah because i don't have anybody off the top of my head other than like extremely big people that i don't know we if we would be able to get on but i the people i have are more money mindset and less about budgeting but i want someone that can do both Mm -hmm. So so if you know of anybody please let us know we will try to get them on but yeah next week's episode will be with a guest we are very excited so stay tuned for that and we will catch you in the next episode see ya hope we did not disappoint with our facial expressions this time (laughs) that's all you that is all you i'm an animated human